This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better, Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much, my man Chad Brown, in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're going to do a little real and not real when it comes to maybe your NFL quarterback for your NFL team. We're going to do that in about 10 minutes. We're calling this weekend that starts tonight when it comes to the NFL. For the Dallas Cowboys and Seattle Seahawks, we'll get you ready for that game in about 20 minutes. In terms of got to see it weekend, I don't think we need to see as much from the Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. We've seen all we need to see, and we're going to see more of that, not just when they play each other on Sunday at 425 Eastern Time, Chad. But I wonder why so many people seem to find their way with an Eagles team that is 10-1 for the second straight year, why they try to diminish their record, diminish their finishing ability, diminish their ability to come back and win games. It seems that more people compared to last year are really looking at them and saying, are they as good as that 10-1 mark that is the best record in the NFL? Are they as good as what they were last year? Um, maybe not, but I don't, I don't think they have to be. And this is not the time to play your best football. This is week well, week 13 of the season, game 12. So, yes, you don't need to play your best football. Now, you want to round into form in January and February when, when you're in that playoff team. Mm-hmm. So, yes, this Eagles team may not be as good. Jalen Hurts clearly is not putting up the same statistical numbers that he was last year after a lot of stumbles early this season. I know he's rounded himself into MVP form as the season goes along, but the numbers don't look the same either. Um, But this Eagles team is legit. They are real. And for folks to somehow dismiss a 10-1 record, Mm -hmm. you don't get 10 wins by accident in the NFL. That's not like you lucked into it or the other team gave you the ball 10 times. (laughs) You know, you had to go out there and earn that. This Eagles team is for real. They are legitimate. Jalen Hurts is legitimate. Nick Sirianni is a legitimate great head coach. There's so many pieces of this team that are, uh, you know, at the top or near the top of the NFL. For folks to overlook them somehow, Again, it's just it blows my mind. I can't even fathom why you would think that, why you would even go down that path. You know why? Because people don't want to believe that they are that good. They look at their record, you know, because they want to poke holes in it. A lot of people look at the Philadelphia Eagles and say, come on now. They don't realize how hard it is to win NFL games. They really don't. Not saying the TV is diluted. I think it's just a societal thing. Where you look at the NFL and say, man, they're 10 and 1. If the NFL is supposed to be so tough, then how are they 10 and 1? Because many people had those questions about the Eagles coming into this year. Oh, that last year they had an easy schedule. Now they're playing a first-place schedule. We'll see how good they're going to be. And they're 10-1 and against a first-place schedule. The only way that naysayers will be quiet if you go out there and win a championship. That, and the Eagles know that more than anybody else. And it's another situation to stack a W and put the naysayers more and more into a corner if you win a game like this versus San Francisco. Because Jalen Hurts, in his own slow-playing, quiet storm kind of way, he knows how good those 49ers are coming to his building on Sunday. They're really, 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 really good defense. Um, They have great players at um, every position on that D-line, very elite players. We have to be ready for that challenge. You notice he didn't say that, man, they're going to provide a challenge. We have to be ready for that challenge. That's code for we're going to be fine. We're going to find a way. And if he does what we've seen the last two, three, four weeks where they win this game and he can do it with his arm and his legs, he may just put away that MVP conversation if he does that on Sunday and they win at home. 
versus those guys from San Francisco? I've called Jalen Hurts' game since he was at Alabama, and he was at Oklahoma. He's a guy who finds a way every single year to get better. Here's a guy who people always want to talk about the things that he can't do and somehow diminish all the things that he does, all the things that he brings. And you talked about the demeanor and his quiet confidence, the way that he operates. I think that lends such a cool, quiet, not braggadocious, Mm -hmm. not loud, look at me confidence, but Mm -hmm. just a cool confidence to that Eagles team. Now, they got a coach who likes to talk and is a little (laughs) bit more out there, but to have your quarterback as that guy who has played for some of the best minds in the game in college, who, who's got you know, one of the best offensive lines in front of him in the NFL, how could you help but not be incredibly confident what you guys are able to do week in and week out? This is a guy who has proven it at every level he's been at, yet still he's got his doubters. So in some ways, right. I think this Eagles team is a, an offshoot of some of the doubters or slash haters, depending on how you want to look this, for Jalen Hurts because he's always had those as well, yet he's always found ways to overcome them. It's amazing how – an Eagles draft choice of him completely altered the future of that franchise because when they drafted him, people said, well, why? You got Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was so unnerved. <laughs> Which is laughable now. Uh, it's completely <laughs> laughable now. But it was no laughing matter back then because Carson Wentz became so unnerved that they took a guy with that pick at that part of the draft that he wasn't the same guy mentally and physically. It's as if he was saying to himself, man, I'm not going to be able to keep my position because they drafted that guy. Instead of accepting the challenge head on, say Jalen Hurts, just like in the movie Love and Basketball, never let a freshman take your spot. Carson went to allow the freshman to take his spot mm-hmm. when it came to Jalen Hurts. He got so unnerved by that, and people still had questions about, well, that's the guy going for after Carson Wentz. And to your point, Chad, each and every game, each and every year, he has quieted a lot of people. Not accurate enough. Won't be accurate enough. You're wasting your time bringing in A.J. Brown. You're wasting your time bringing in Devontae Smith and drafting him. You don't have the kind of quarterback to get the guy, those guys the football. Nobody's saying that anymore about a Jalen Hurts who unnerved Carson Wentz so much that Carson Wentz has not been the same as when the Eagles made that draft pick when Carson Wentz was supposed to be their quarterback of the present and the future. I think you can hate on the Eagles all you want, but when Howie Roseman gives Jalen Hurts a $200-plus million deal, mm-hmm. and you got to think of how he's one of the more savvy personnel and salary cap you know, navigators within the league, I think that's, that should speak volumes to you. You can, you can have your fandom hate. You can love the Cowboys and hate the Eagles because they share the same division. You can have all that. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you just got to acknowledge some facts. Yep. This is a good football team. That's a good quarterback. That's one of the best GMs in the game. Um, and this 10-1 record that they are sporting right now, this is legit. They didn't get here by accident. They didn't luck into this. Yeah, One of the things about the Eagles, and I said it, and I'll say it again until I'm proven wrong, and I still wonder if that's going to happen. When you have a team that's hard to kill, no matter where you play them, no matter who they have on that football field or who they have on that football team, that's an intimidation factor. It's not going to manifest itself versus San Francisco. But that game is tight late, and you know you face the team or you're facing a team that's been able to make those plays and keep you from making plays down the stretch. That's a skill, whether you want to hear it or not. That is something that can really play a factor in this game. If you're San Francisco, you got to get ahead and stay ahead. You get behind that football team, and you can forget about it. They'll be 11-1, and the 49ers will have another loss when it's all said and done. Yeah, man. Now, 
you know, as much as we're talking about the Eagles here, I, I certainly don't want to diminish mm. the 49ers and where they are. Brock Purdy's now back. They've got a, a, a rhythm to themselves. They had that three-game streak where they lost three in a row. Now they're back to their winning ways. The defense is playing to its expectations and levels as well. Uh, this is going to be a tremendous ball game. I am totally looking forward to this because the 49ers are coming in mm-hmm. with a chip on their shoulder. They have something to prove. And I know we talked about this a number of times during the show, but in my mind, the, the Niners have more to prove yeah. and more to play for and have a bigger chip on their shoulder. I think the Eagles are looking to defend their title versus the Niners coming in looking to knock off the champ. Yeah, I think the Eagles have more to prove even with 10-1 because, as I mentioned, a lot of people don't think they're as good as that 10-1 record. And the last time the 49ers and the Eagles met, they kept telling the Eagles after the game and everybody else, hey, woohoo! <laughs> if we had our guy, it would have been a different result. Well, we'll see. At 425 Eastern time on Sunday when these two get together in Philadelphia as the Eagles will host the San Francisco 49ers. He is Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio. It's time for a little real or fake. Real versus fake is brought to you by Real Christmas Trees. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees at Lowe's or wherever real Christmas trees are sold. If you need more information, just visit GetRealKeepItReal.com. Is it real? They're real? And they're spectacular. Or is it fake? Fake is gonna fake. Fake, fake, fake. This is Real versus Fake. And we bring in our man Shannon Penn. There's nothing fake about him. He always keeps it on the 100 when it comes to real versus fake and quarterbacks that can lead their team to a deep playoff run, meaning at least a conference championship game. It's time yep. for real versus fake right here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Yep, as you said, Freddie, I'm going to give you a quarterback. You can tell me if it's real that his team, that he can lead his team to a deep playoff run, all right? Mm-hmm. Easy enough. Easy enough. We'll start with Josh Allen, real or fake that he can lead the Bills to a deep playoff run this year. I'm okay. going to go fake on this one. Yeah, I you're going to go, go fake. fake? Okay. Yeah. All right. I got to go fake. Uh, there's so many issues with this Bills team. Josh Allen's play may not be enough. We've seen Josh Allen try to do too much already this season. Uh, if they were to somehow get into the playoffs, I-, I believe that trend would continue. And when you're playing those caliber of defenses, we've seen Josh Allen turnovers in the regular season. We will see an even higher rate of turnovers in the postseason if they make it that far. Yeah, I want to disagree with you, but I really can't. By the way, his <laughs> teammate, Bill Safety, Micah Hyde, will join us tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern time, 2 o'clock in the West Coast, to talk about what we're about to talk about with his quarterback. Yeah, I want to disagree with you and but because I've seen Josh Allen look like that last week where at times he's the best player in the field. He's doing everything with his arm, with his legs, with his head, making the right decisions. But then he had that one pick in that robber situation where they mm-hmm. baited him and they get the interception. And then Gabe Davis breaks free. He goes to the left, to the back of the end zone, to the pylon. The ball goes to the right in the middle of the field. As talented as he is, I keep waiting for that one moment where you say, so, oh, there it goes. That's going to wind up changing the temperature of that ball game. So I want to disagree with you, but I can't. Yeah, I think it's fake that Josh Allen can lead the Buffalo Bills to a deep playoff run. I'm glad Christine Lisi, our sports anchor, is not working today because I would be getting a death ray stare from her right about now. All right, Freddie, real or fake? Russell Wilson can lead the Broncos to a deep playoff run. Real or fake? I'm going to say that's fake because what they're asking him to do, he's been able to do it. I still wonder if you get into a firefight against a team like Kansas City who remember the two battles they had against them or the Joshua Jaguars and other teams. Is that going to be enough if your defense takes a step back and the running game is not there? I think Russell Wilson at this point of his career is more of a complimentary piece, not a piece to build around. So I'm going to say that's fake when it comes to Russell Wilson. 
I'm going to say it's real. Not, they, not Russell Wilson is leading them, mm-hmm. but Russell Wilson can be the quarterback for a Broncos team that has a potential to go on a deep playoff run because they are playing great defense, because they are running the ball. Russell Wilson and Sean Payton have had a meeting of the minds to figure out the best way to operate this offense, and it's really limiting what Russell Wilson does. So Russell Wilson will be that complimentary piece, that game manager, but he will not be leading the Broncos to, to, to really kind of dive into the question that we're asking here. All right, Chad, real or fake, Geno Smith can lead the uh, Seattle Seahawks to a deep playoff run. Real or fake? Oh, that is absolutely fake, Shannon. Are you kidding me? Uh, I think we'll see Geno Smith out there tonight give up a game effort. Um, But Geno Smith, I think the comeback story was awesome. I'm happy the dude got some of his flowers. I'm happy the dude's getting paid. Um, But Geno Smith in the conversation as an elite quarterback, and a quarterback who can lead his team to a deep playoff run, I think that's beginning to peter out now. Yeah, he's a nice quarterback. He's not a noise quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you need noise quarterbacks. You're going to have a deep playoff run. And Geno Smith, his reclamation project has been has been something that nobody thought we would ever see from a guy that was a star-crossed quarterback with the New York Jets and the New York Giants. And plus, he's beat up from the feet up. So, Chad, I'm with you. He could be a nice quarterback that might give him the playoffs, but a noise quarterback that you need? Nope. No, that's not going to be not the happening. case. Not at all. It's real versus fake. We're doing quarterbacks that can lead their team to a deep playoff run, meaning a, at least a conference championship game. We're doing that right now on Freddie and Harry. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. More quarterbacks from the mouth of Shannon Penn. Whoa. All right, Freddie. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're talking. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Pause, my brother. <laughs> I don't know if that was pause worthy, but fine. All right, Fre- <laughs> All right, Freddie. Real or fake? Jared Goff can lead the Lions to a deep playoff run. I'm going to say that's real. I think he's learned the lesson from the couple of bad plays he's had in the last couple of weeks. I think the offensive system protects him, and he's going to make those kind of plays. The the Lions are going through what they didn't think they'd have to deal with, being the hunter instead of the hunter. I think they'll be able to find themselves to get right just a little bit and be a threat in the playoffs that we have not seen the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to say it's real. It's a cautious real, but it's a real with Jared Goff. I will go with a yellow light, cautious real as well. <laughs> I think the Lions are coming back down to earth a little bit. I think they may be – peaked a little too early they, they were able to carry their momentum from last season into this season but I think teams are starting to figure them out what they've won in their last five games they're three and two but Jared Goff has got seven touchdowns for five interceptions not quite the ratio you want for a quarterback who's supposed to lead his team to a deep playoff run so I think it's possible but I'm, I'm cautious on that one so it's a yellow light for me Shannon all right Chad next quarterback Trevor Lawrence real or fake Trevor Lawrence can lead the Jaguars on a deep playoff run uh, this is 100% real. The Jags are real. Um, I, I know there's you know, some folks who want to attach this year's Jaguar team to the teams of the past, but mm-hmm. they are legitimate. They are real. They're 8-3. and three. Uh, They're playing really good football. They have won, let me see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. They've won seven of their last eight, uh, and that one loss was to the 49ers in, in the seven of the last eight, and Trevor Lawrence is legitimate. He can lead them on a deep playoff run. What he said, let's move on. <laughs> All right, Freddie, real or fake? Kenny Pickett, you lead this Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> you can't even get, get it out. You can't even get you the question even out, man. The que- you can't even finish the question. <laughs> even you knew this was not going to be convincing as a question. <laughs> <laughs> 
What say you? <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be better off saying you'd be better off saying if Wilson Pickett could lead the playoffs and then Kenny Pickett in this situation. That's not just a no. That's a hell no when it comes to Kenny Pickett. I know he looked a lot better, but he couldn't look much worse at the leading end of the game versus Cincinnati Bengals. So that's not just a no. That's a hell no that he can lead that team in the Pittsburgh Steelers to a deep playoff run. No, he can't lead them on a deep playoff run. But after they remove Matt Canada and they've got a different play caller in place and the return of Fryer moved to tight end, mm-hmm. uh, they had their best offensive performance of the year, over 400 yards. Um, the pieces are in place, maybe not for this year, but to bring out the best in Kenny Pickett maybe a year down the road. But they tied in in the middle of the field. A powerful run game are always going to be quarterback's best friends. And Kenny Pickett is beginning to play to that level, but I don't think a deep playoff run is near the future for Kenny Pickett right now. All right, Chad, next quarterback on the list. Real or fake, C.J. Stroud can lead the Houston Texans to a deep playoff run this year. Oh, wow. This is an interesting one. Yeah. Because C.J. Stroud has put together a tremendous season. 19 touchdowns, five interceptions. So that's a great ratio there. Takes care of the football. Uh, I think there's a lot to be said for this kid. He's playing maybe the greatest rookie season quarterback quarterbacking we've seen uh, at least in a long time, if not maybe ever in NFL history. Um, I played against Peyton Manning in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. He led the league in interceptions. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud is finding a way to get it done. He plays a great brand of ball, takes care of football, and he's got, a, a, I think, a coach who's not afraid to trust the rookie in critical situations. Uh, deep playoff run, probably not. But a playoff run of some sort, yeah, I can see that. I'm going to say, yeah, this is real. Yeah, I'm going to say that's fake, and I hate to say it because I'm with you. I love C.J. Stroud. I love the fact that not only protects the football, but is able to make those deep plays. He's not managing the game but trying to keep everything close to the vest, whatever cliche you want to use to being conservative. When that ball is cut loose out of his hand, it does not stay in the air long, and it finds its target. When it doesn't find its target, it usually turns out to be an incomplete pass and not an interception that stops the drive or puts the defense on a short field against – puts the offense on a short field against your opposing defense. So, yeah, I'm going to say it's fake, but I hope I'm really, really wrong when it comes to C.J. Stroud. By the quick story about Peyton Manning, I'll never get – when I first started working here and Eli Manning about to start his first game for the Giants, we had their father on Archie Manning that week, and we asked the question, what's the one thing that your sons have told you, especially Peyton being in the NFL – that you said, yep, welcome to the NFL. He said, game three, I called my son. I said, Payne, how's it going? He goes, Dad, no one is open. <laughs> <laughs> we, no, you have to throw them open this league. Right? He, said, he said he threw one throw to the sideline, and he said by the time the ball left his hand, Chad, he was already in a pursuit drill because he knew the guy was going to pick it off right down the sidelines. <laughs> Archie Manning told that story. We could not stop laughing. The go from what Peyton Manning did, 28 interceptions, and C.J. Stroud only has two in modern football, it tells you exactly what kind of effect that C.J. Stroud has had in year one with the Houston Texans. All right, one more, guys. Freddie, real or fake? Some sort of combination of Joe Flacco, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, or P.J. Walker can lead the Browns to a deep playoff run. What? No Bernie Kosar, no Spurgeon win, no Tim Couch, <laughs> no, no Derek Anderson. I mean, that's... No, <laughs> not even close. When when Joe Flacco, who was literally on the couch three weeks ago, may be about to start an NFL game this Sunday, that tells you exactly how much trouble that quarterback position is with the Cleveland Browns. That is a fake leading that team to a deep playoff run, no matter what combination of quarterback they put out there. Cleveland Browns, good defense. 
But Kevin Stavansky as a play caller leaves a lot to be desired. There's a lot of times he puts his team in bad spots. And none of the three quarterbacks that are mentioned here, Flacco, DTR, or P.J. Walker, have any chance of leading the Browns on a deep playoff run. So this is absolutely 100% fake. He is Chad Brown. Never anything fake about him. Hit him on Twitter, Chad Brown 94 I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN, part of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're calling this weekend in the NFL Got to See It Weekend, and it starts tonight in Dallas as the Cowboys will host the Seattle Seahawks, a team that is struggling at not too long ago. They were in first place in the NFC West. Could we call tonight's game an elimination game for the Seattle Seahawks? This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hey, it's your resident Super Bowl champ, Chris Cannon. Coming up Friday, I'll tell you which under-the-radar game will have the biggest impact on the playoff picture. It's Unsportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. When they beat the Cleveland Browns 24-20, to the Seattle Seahawks were in first place in the NFC West at 5-2. and two. Since then, they are 1-3, and three, and they're trying to make sure they don't lose their third in a row by playing the Dallas Cowboys on the road in Dallas tonight. Let's bring in somebody who I have a great, great affection for, terrific broadcast, an even better person. He is Mike Salk, host of Brock and Salk each and every morning on Sports 710 AM in Seattle. Hit him on Twitter, the Mike Salk, joining us here on Freddie and Harry. Number one, Mike, always glad to catch up with you. Number two, do you see this as an elimination game for the Seahawks tonight playing in Dallas, and why or why not? Oh, first of all, Freddie, you are the best. It's great to hear your voice, man, and it's been way, way too long and, and awesome to catch up with you. Thank you for the kind words. Secondly, no, I won't say elimination because, you know, you can't do that with five or six weeks left in the season. The NFL is such a funky league that sure. just when you think you're out of it, all of a sudden you win a game you're not supposed to and you find your way back in. So I won't say elimination game, but 
I think there is a lot on the line, a lot at stake for the Seahawks tonight, and specifically for Geno Smith, specifically for their offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron, both of whom have been under a lot of fire here in Seattle over the last few weeks as this offense has just sputtered. It has been anemic. Geno has not been the same player he was last year. The creativity has not been there in the offensive game plan. And they really just haven't played Pete Carroll identity football. They're 30th in the league in rushing attempts after drafting a running back in each of the last two second rounds. That's not Pete Carroll football. So you put it all together, and it's not an elimination game yet, but with San Francisco next week, Philadelphia the week after that, it's getting real close to that kind of conversation. All right, Mike, you talked about some of the play-calling issues offensively. How much longer do you think Gina will be the starting quarterback, or will we see Drew Locke sooner than later? Well, I think you're going to see Gino at least for these next three games, uh, the three I just mentioned, Dallas, San Francisco, and Philadelphia. It's hard for me to imagine that Pete's not going to give his team the best shot to win those three games. And I think Gino still gives you a better shot than Drew Locke. But if you go 0-3 in that stretch, and this season is starting to look like it's going to be the last one for Gino, I think you asked the right question about Drew Locke. At what point do you have to find out whether or not he's the player that they seem to think he is. Now, I'm not necessarily of the belief that Drew Locke's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I know, mm-hmm. Chad, you saw him a whole lot you know, more up close and personal in Denver than I have here in Seattle because he hasn't played all that much here. But I think that if it's not Geno, you let him finish out the season and then you probably go in another direction in the draft next year. Great stuff by Mike Salk, the host of Brock and Salk on Sports 710 AM in Seattle with Freddie Coleman and also Chad Brown on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Why do you think Geno Smith has regressed this year, Mike? Well, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of potential answers to that question. I, I, at my core, I think Geno played a little bit over his head last year. Okay. I think he's regressed, not all the way back, certainly, to what he was with the Jets and Giants earlier in his career. I don't think that's the case. And Gino is a capable quarterback. But, you know, our friend, both mine and yours, John Clayton, mm-hmm. used to say a good backup quarterback could come in and win you three games, but then he would lose you the next three games. And I think that may just be what Geno Smith is, only it played out over a somewhat longer stretch of time where maybe he can win you nine games, but then he can lose you the next nine games and he's done some really good things Gino's a better quarterback than people thought he was certainly better than I thought he was Mm -hmm. he's won a couple of games late this year with big time drives which is exactly what you want out of a starting quarterback but I think he just hasn't elevated the people around him enough they've got a lot of weapons on this offense they do have a really good wide receiving core with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and now Jackson Smith and Jigba they've got a very deep tight end room they may not have a George Kittle or Travis Kelsey, but they've got three very talented tight ends and then a stable of running backs that they've spent big-time resources on, and they're just not really doing much with it. And ultimately, that's going to come down to your quarterback and to your offense coordinator. Obviously, it's it's a tough game tonight against the the Cowboys, but you've also got a rebound from the loss, the tough division loss, last week to San Francisco. Can the Seahawks team do that? They have the right mindset and culture right now to do that. Well, and and honestly, let's even go back another week to the very difficult late game loss to another in-division team, the Rams. Both the Rams and the Niners have had this team's number for the last few years. So, yeah, can they? Sure. I mean, Pete Carroll, I truly believe, is a great, 
great motivator and coach. I've been a big fan of his. I've gotten to know him very well during his 14 years here in Seattle. And I think this is what Pete does best. He finds a way to connect with his team, to build that culture so that they can get over these difficult humps like tonight. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to come out flat. I don't think they're going to come out and not give it their best. I think you'll see a a, a real legitimate effort from a Pete Carroll-led football team you know, that has pride on a Thursday night in front of the entire country. I don't know whether they're talented enough, especially at that key quarterback position, to get by Dallas, but I can't imagine them showing up flat tonight. I I agree with you. Mike Salk from Brock and Salk on Sports 710 AM in Seattle with Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown and Freddie Harry on ESPN Radio. I'm with you on that one because that was an embarrassment last week against a divisional opponent. They don't want that back-to-back Thursdays going to Dallas, but they still need to make up, not just with Geno Smith regressing, but how do they make up the absence of Kenneth Walker who's not going to be at the running back position tonight, Mike? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I really like Zach Charbonnet, their rookie. Uh, I think he's played really well. He's a little bit more of a downhill runner. I will admit to being a fan of downhill runners. Mm-hmm. I was a big, you know, Ironhead Hayward fan as a kid <laughs> and those types of guys. I like Charbonnet a lot. And we may see the debut of Kenny McIntosh tonight as well. Uh, another late-round draft pick who's a rookie. He's not played yet this year. He's been hurt, kid out of Georgia, who looked really good in camp before he got hurt. So I'm not as worried about the loss of Ken Walker, though he's a really good player. I think this team just – they need to just play better. They need to commit to a running game. And then defensively, they've got the horse. It's been a pretty good defense this year. And you're right, they were embarrassed last week against San Francisco. They didn't tackle very well. They didn't set an edge. They got run all over. And, you know, time to just step up and be prideful and go do what do what you're capable of doing. All right, Mike, you mentioned that wide receiver core. And is, is there some frustration with some of the lack of targets and touches for the, uh, the first round pick, Jackson Smith Ingba? Well, I don't think he's he's frustrated at all. I mean, I, I think when a, when a wide receiver comes here to a Pete Carroll team, they know this isn't going to be the run and shoot. They're not going to get the ball a million times. Mm -hmm. And he's a pretty good kid, really good head on his shoulders. And I think he's done a good job of kind of inserting himself into that slot receiver role. I think the bigger question here in Seattle has not been, you know, lack of touches for wide receivers, but maybe too many targets for specifically DK Metcalf. He has been targeted a lot and they are Uh, converting just over 50% of the passes targeted his way, that is not a very good percentage at all. So are they targeting him too much? Maybe. There's a lot of frustration here that a lot of the routes to DK have been outbreaking, meaning, you know, the the, the, uh, go routes and fades on the outside of the field rather than using him across the middle. And I think there is certainly some frustration regarding that. What is it like that, this is not the most important game involving Seattle when it comes to Washington playing Oregon tomorrow in the Pac-12 championship <laughs> game and a potential Coswell player berth on the line for you dubbing the Huskers, yeah. my friend. <laughs> this is uh, this is Kirk Herbstreet week here uh, in Seattle. We get Kirk tonight on Amazon. Then we get Kirk tomorrow night on ABC uh, for the Husky game, which is going to be great. Hey, little side note: he's going to join our show tomorrow. It's nice having Brock Hewitt as your partner. He just calls Herbie and on he comes. There we go. But. Uh, <laughs> How about that game tomorrow night, right? Yeah. I mean, the Huskies are 12-0, and 0, and they're nine-and-a-half-point underdogs to Oregon. It's a fascinating game because these two teams played each other pretty dead even. The Huskies won here, and since then, Oregon's blown the doors off of everybody, and the Huskies have just kept winning. Chad, you played a lot of football in your day. In, in the NFL, just winning is enough, and quite frankly, it's a skill. 
in college yep. for whatever reason they have to you know make it look pretty you got to win by 20 not by three <laughs> i don't like that about college football it's hard for me to grasp that as a northeast guy who grew up watching the nfl the good news for the huskies is if they can keep this close with oregon they've got a lot of experience winning close games in the fourth quarter oregon has almost none this year a close game i think benefits the huskies but if they let it get out of hand early yeah I don't like that. Yeah, by the way, like we mentioned, it, it never gets out of hand when he and Brock Hewitt are together. He is Mike Salk, host of Brock and Salk on Sports 710 AM in Seattle. Hit him on Twitter. He's a great follow at the Mike Salk. He's also an FOS friend of the show. Always great to catch with my brother, Mike Salk, joining Freddie Coleman and also Chad Brown on Freddie and Harry. Always oh, a pleasure, my brother, Mike. Keep it the great work, and I'll holler at you soon. Thank you so much, my man. Nah, you're the best. Thanks, Freddie. Thanks, Chad. See you. Yeah, Thanks, man. Mike. Great stuff by Mike Salk. And like he's getting everybody ready for bowl season right around the corner. But we got championship week. Weekend this weekend in college football, and it gets started tomorrow night. You heard from Mike Salk, number three Washington, taking on number five Oregon in Las Vegas, the Pac-12 championship game presented by Dr. Pepper. Coach begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I'll get Chad Brown's predictions when it comes to the Pac-12 championship game, plus Seattle versus Dallas tonight. And in other news, would you charge family to come to your house and eat Christmas dinner? Excuse me. Somebody did, and we'll find out who that Scrooge is next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Pac-12 Championship Game, tomorrow on ESPN Radio. It's a showdown in Las Vegas with huge playoff implications. The undefeated third-ranked Washington Huskies face fifth-ranked and 11-1 Oregon. Coverage begins tomorrow at 7 Eastern with kickoff at 8 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. Presented by Dr. Pepper. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Here's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Should be an out-of-sight weekend, plenty of football, not just the NFL that gets started tonight. The Dallas Cowboys hosting the Seattle Seahawks. You got the Eagles versus the 49ers on Sunday, and you got championship weekend in college football tomorrow night to get started with the Pac-12 championship game, 7 o'clock on ESPN Radio, 8 o'clock on ABC, number three Washington taking on number five Oregon, that Pac-12 championship game in Las Vegas. I'll start with tonight, Chad Brown. You got this Seahawks team, just like the other team in Washington, nine-and-a-half-point underdogs taking on the Dallas Cowboys, a Cowboys team that is not only 5-1 and one in their last six games, but Dak Prescott in those last six games has completed 70% of his passes, averaging over 312 yards passing per game, 18 touchdowns, two interceptions, and this offense is averaging over 35.5 points per game. So who gets that dub tonight between those two? Uh, the Cowboys get this dub. That's, there's no doubt about that for me. I, I, you know, it's, I still got some Seahawks blood flowing through my veins, but the Seahawks team is just not quite ready for the prime time like this Cowboys team is. Mm-hmm. And this Cowboys team has played well all season, but they played exceptionally well at home, as you point out, 5-0 and at home. And all their home wins have been by 20-plus points. 
Uh, so the point spread seems a little small to me. Mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys may come close to getting that 20-plus point victory against the Seahawks tonight. It's a rough stretch for the Seahawks. You played the 49ers last week. You lose 31-13. to 13. Seven days later, you got the Dallas Cowboys. Then you're at San Francisco and home versus Philadelphia. That is a rough four-game stretch for the Seattle Seahawks. I'm with you. That nine-and-a-half-point spread could maybe kind of frighten some people. That's not going to frighten me. But if you're the Dallas Cowboys, one of the girls talking about make sure that you beat the people you're supposed to beat because their stretch is even more horrific than Seattle's stretch. Home versus Philadelphia. At Buffalo, never an easy game. You don't know what the weather's going to look like with that lake effect snow. That could happen. At Miami, then home versus Detroit. So the next four games after this, that's how pivotal this game is for both of these teams. I'm with you. Dallas is going to win this game. It'll be a close early. I think they pull away in the second half. They win this game by more than 14 points. Meanwhile, Oregon versus Washington. Oregon, number five in the country. Washington, number three in the country. Oregon, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. To up well, not upset to beat a Washington team that's number three in the college football playoff rankings. Chad, where do you land? I'm with Oregon on this one. I think Oregon's been playing better football lately. Washington's had a few too many close games late, and then Bo Nix and his play this season, particularly late in the season, while Michael Penix Jr. has kind of slowed down a bit as the season's gone on. Bo Nix has only elevated his game. 37 touchdowns, only two interceptions for Bo Nix. Really smart with the football, really dynamic with the football. They can overwhelm you in just a quarter or a half of a football game. Oregon can put up points in a bunch. Yeah, uh, yeah I got to go with Oregon on this one. And, again, i do not sure if that spread is, is quite enough. Okay. Uh, Washington, again, the offensively, they left a lot to be desired. Letting people hang around on defense as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I got a, I got the Oregon winning. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Thirty-eight to twenty-seven. Okay, I'm taking Washington. What? I, I'm going to believe in Michael Penix Jr. I think that defensive Bo Nix, the I, most likely Heisman Trophy winner. I understand, and believe me, Bo Nix, he, 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 him. He, he, he's definitely gotten his Ph.D. from him at the university, the way he's played pretty much all season long and the last couple of years. But I think the fact that they're a nine-and-a-half-point underdog is the perfect motivation for Kalen DeBoer, who's done a fantastic job with that program, making them a championship program and not just in the soon-to-be extinct Pac-12. I think that's going to be enough. I think they'll find a way to keep Oregon at bay. I think that defense got the Bo Nix a little bit. The offense is going to make some plays. And I think that nine-and-a-half-point spread – that is going to be as if it's a red flag in front of the bull known as Washington football because that's the best motivational carrot that you could use. It. Oh, man, we beat this team this year, and they think you guys are more than a touchdown worse than Oregon. That could be the perfect motivation. Washington is talented. Oregon's been terrific. I think we we'll slide to Washington's way. I think they find a way to stay undefeated and make the college football playoff. Oh, well, I'll be calling you after the show, Freddie. We, <laughs> we could put a little something on this. Well, you can put something on it. What, what, what are you willing to put on it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully, I'll be out in Bristol soon, and uh, okay, we can we can we, we okay. can wager dinner. Okay, sounds it's so all dinner. So we'll yes. do that. All right, the next time you come to Bristol, a dinner's on the line. So I got a dinner between you and Harry because Harry and I are betting a dinner because of the Freddie Harry Bowl because the Falcons are playing the Jets so for some godforsaken reason. I got to stick with my team, and now I've been sucking and maybe paying for two dinners, one for Chad Brown and one for Harry Douglas. Both these guys play in the NFL. Yeah, I'm going to be the one paying for dinner when it's all said and done if both of my teams are not able to come through. Like we mentioned, Pac-12 Championship game tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app as you have Washington number three taking on number five, Oregon, that game in Las Vegas. Each and 
and every night, we always make sure you're caught up on things that you might have missed. It could be in sports. It could be out of sight of sports. But it's always something good that we like to call. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. We all love Christmas dinner. Whether you're around family, around friends, an office party, whatever that's going to be. But if somebody went to charge you for Christmas dinner and was a family member, what would you think? This young lady has been dubbed Britain's most hated woman because she's charging her family dinners to dine on her Christmas dinner. Now, this woman who shall remain nameless, Carla Bellucci, <laughs> she says she'll be charging her relatives nearly $200 per person for the family Christmas dinner, believing she should be compensated because it has the burden for her of preparing a meal for 15 people. I'm not making this up. She told the Daily Mail, and I quote, it's not cheap feeding people, and it also takes a lot of time to put together a nice meal, get stuffed with all the trimmings for those who don't like what I'm about to do, end quote. Ah, okay. <laughs> Christmas is supposed to be the season of giving. Yes, indeed. But does she have a point? Is it a lot to put on one of these things? As a person who has put on many of these things, whether mm-hmm. it's Thanksgiving, Fourth of July, Christmas, I've done many of these things and had tons of people over mm-hmm. uh, and used every chair in the house and every plate in the house, and it takes you four days to recover from it. It takes four days to set it all up. Mm-hmm. I understand all that. Mm-hmm. But unless you are serving me some Miyazaki A5 Wagyu, uh-huh. some truffles on top uh-huh. and some caviar on the side right i don't want to hear about I mean, some kind mm-hmm. of you're going to submit me a bill yeah is it, is it it's, do i get 30 days to pay do mm-hmm. i gotta have cash at the door mm-hmm. how does this work well put it this way she's britain's most hated woman for a reason this is another one back in 2020 by the way she's a mom before she's married by the way mm. she bragged that she blew ten thousand bucks on botox and veneers instead of buying her kids Christmas presents back in 2020. Okay, there we go. Now now we're understanding the real issue here. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you go to Monica Bellucci's house, you'll get a turkey with all the trimmings and alcohol, a bottle of champagne. If you want more alcohol, you have to pay for it. <laughs> and she's charging people at the door, by the way. Oh, <laughs> uh, what kind of degenerate situation is this? This is awful. This is not yeah. how Christmas works. Yeah. Let me just say that. Who is the man that married her? Yes. <laughs> what role does he play in that house? Exactly. Brother, always a pleasure, Chad. Enjoy the Big Ten Championship game. You're going to come on Compass Meet in Indianapolis on Saturday when Iowa takes on Michigan, my friend. Always a pleasure, my brother. This was fantastic. Always a good time with you guys. No I doubt love about it. that. I love it. We always love having Chad Brown here. This has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless and keep cool. Amber and Ian is next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.